Hey folks, Dan with Holy Spirit Soapbox. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for being here today. I am your host. Man, we just finished the Identity Series and I am so like sad that it's over, but I'm so happy that we did it. Oh my gosh, like we've gotten some good feedback. We'd love to hear more. If you can reach out to us, let us know how the Identity Series has blessed you or have maybe changed you or maybe transformed you. That'd be awesome. We're at HolySpiritSoapbox.com. You can chat with us there. You can go into prayer requests even. You can go into our email, HolySpiritSoapbox at gmail.com. Reach out to us. We're on social media. We're on YouTube. We're everywhere. Feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you and just see what your thoughts are on the Identity Series. It was so huge. It's so huge. I don't know if you've been able to tell, right? If you were able to like really feel that this identity series means pretty much everything. When your identity is in Christ, now you become a Christ follower. Now you are transformed in Christ. And now the work can continue through you with the Holy Spirit. That is the biggest thing. I I almost like hung it up after. I was like, I don't even know how to follow up with these like we'll see what god has for us after and he's hey he's giving us more stuff so here we are but i would love to hear from you we we pray for you guys always and we just want you to be blessed with the gospel with the resurrection of jesus christ so please continue to live in that and please just know that we are humans as well dan and stacy us here at holy spirit soapbox okay i know what kind of transition was that dan well Following up this identity series, yes, we identify as being in Christ. However, things still happen in our lives. There are storms that happen. Crazy things have happened this past week, to be honest. It was so rough. It was a really rough week. There were so many negative things that happened to the point that I actually broke down and I cried. I cried due to sorrow. And I don't do that really ever. To be honest, I might cry because I'm like praising the Lord or something like that. You know, I'm listening to music. I'm reading the Bible. I'm praying to him. I'm like glorifying him or whatever, where it's like joyful tears. But these were tears coming from or sprouting from sorrow. It was just one of those weeks. And I, and I don't have a lot of these sorrowful weeks, praise God, right? And I don't want to bore you with all the details of what happened, but A lot of the times, I'm the one that's kind of helping people through trials. And that's cool too, right? Praise God, my trials haven't been so horrendous or consistently defeating so I can use the gifts of encouragement and teaching to help guide some close friends and family back to Christ. But then, it happened. Dun, 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 right? I was in the position. I was the one. I was the person that was in sorrow. And there were several out-of-control, heartbreaking things in in a row that just, I felt so defeated this week and I felt so down. Have you ever felt this way? You know, I, I kept hearing my own teaching and encouragement from, from the Spirit, right? But I was like, how, God? How? How am I supposed to rejoice right now? Like you tell us to always, like Paul tells us to in Philippians. How am I supposed to rejoice in the Lord always right now? Things are awful. This is so bad. I'm scared. I'm worried. This hurts. What am I supposed to do? It was me this time. 
and praise God that he gave me like a wonderful wife, wonderful friends and family and community to pray for these situations that were directly and indirectly impacting me and my family. But, but still, it was so hard. So hard. And I know we preach this a lot here. I know we preach this here almost every single episode at this point. Like when you're squeezed, when you're in a jam, when you're in an awful situation, what kind of fruits do you bear? Like, you can be sorrowful. Like, you can, Jesus wept, right? That's cool. That's okay. We can mourn and we can be saddened by things and lamentation or whatever. But, but I bore sorrowful fruits, right? And like frustration. That was a fruit that I kept bearing. I was like angry at some point too. And, and I realized in my heart that even though I taught this often, I was not fully dependent and faithful to the Spirit. It led me to even having this like outburst at Stacy. It was bad because of like a frustration at a situation. Folks, like the things that we teach here are also for us. I want you all to know that we struggle a lot and we fall too. And I wanted to say this with vulnerability that that every situation we're in, whether good or bad, will reflect where our faith really lies. It will reflect where our hearts are. And I, I fell back on my own faith during this week. I ended up, I ended up defeated. That's why I, I kept going back on my own faith. Like, oh, I'm supposed to get myself out of this situation or that person out of this situation. Or I need to pray harder and all this stuff. And, and I was just defeated. So much was out of my control. Which is, hey, P.S., pretty much everything is out of our control. Let's be honest. Everything God does is for a reason. Or God allows us for a reason. And a lot of it is out of our control. But I had to fall to my face and pray. Not only for the situations to change, but for the Spirit to now work in me. And change me. And help me recognize where I was. Now, this sounds a lot like, wow, Dan, you're talking about me, me, me a lot. Well, the first step to repentance and the first step to essentially trusting in God is understanding where you fall short. Okay, so this was a lesson for me. And by the way, it's almost Thanksgiving here in the United States where we all give thanks for everything that we have or, or don't have even. And just for family and friends, but especially for God. And this is what God put on my heart this week to talk about. So it brought me to wonder, how can we be thankful even if there are weeks like this one? Now, if you're going through something right now, you've come to the right place, friend. All right. Here are five things to meditate on today. Okay, these are things that God gave me based on scripture and with scripture backing that I'm going to mention. Okay, so here we go. Number five, we can enjoy the worldly things, but don't put your full faith into the worldly things. We are in the world, but not of the world. Okay, we have great things on earth to enjoy, but they fail or they forsake us or they will pass away, unfortunately. Now, we have to be thankful we have eternal life with Jesus because of what he did for us on the cross. Now, in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 to 17, if you have your Bible, you can read along with me. But there are going to be some random verses in each of these five things to meditate on today. But the first one is 1 John chapter 2, 15 to 17. Okay? And it says this, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. 
Now, this this does not mean to not enjoy things in the world. Not if you love mountains, right? Go into the mountains and camp and enjoy God's creation. You enjoy people. We're supposed to love God and love people. And people are in the world. But honestly, God, God says we're not of the world. We are not from here. Every single person on earth is not from here. I know it sounds weird. Even though we're born here, we're raised here, we live here, and we die here. We are not from here. It was never supposed to be the case. We were supposed to be of God. We were supposed to be part of His kingdom forever. But then, hey, He gave us this world to live in. Okay? He gave us a place that we can live in and dwell in and enjoy. But we're not of here. We all belong in the kingdom of heaven. We just have to find Jesus and we have to trust in Jesus and we have to follow Jesus. So saying that we can't love the world... That just means a lot of people will give up God for things of the earth, for things of the world. And that is something we should not do. So enjoy the world, but don't put your full faith and hope and trust and love and everything into the worldly things, non-eternal things. The next thing is no mercy. And not N-O mercy, but K-N-O-W mercy. Know what mercy is. We can easily become swayed from being thankful because we don't recognize the mercy that we've received for the sins we've performed against God and others. Mercy is so important. Okay? Notice in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, it says, And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. We know this to be part of the Lord's prayer. We are indebted to Christ. We owe Christ our lives. We really do for what he's done and we should be forgiving others of their sins against us. We're already forgiven by God. We should be forgiving others. You know, without recognition of what sinning is through the laws and commandments is what Paul mentions in in Romans, we wouldn't even know where we fall short. So praise God that we have that guidance from him and praise God that we, we do have mercy from him so we can understand what true mercy really means on the cross. Number three, look around. Just look around. When I was going through that rough patch this week, I didn't think to stop and look around at the good that I had. I was so stuck in the quote-unquote bad that the good was just thrown under a blanket. There's so many good things that the Lord has given us, and good things happen during the rough week as well. I love this quote, not from the Bible, but from Charles Spurgeon. He says this, Too many people write their blessings in the sand, but engrave their sorrows in marble. Yup, <laughs> I did that. How quickly the beauty of the blessings and the goodness of our lives, even the worldly stuff, blows away in the sand when we decide to engrave sorrows in marble. It's crazy, right? There can be 15 good things that happen this week, but then the one pretty bad thing happens and it ruins our week, ruins our day, ruins our month, whatever, right? I get it. Bad things happen and that's bad, okay? Things that happen that we perceive as bad, I should say, happen. But we have to trust in God and we have to just remember the good things that we do have. Jeremiah also says this, okay? He says, 
but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Sure, droughts come. Droughts will come. Bad, dry days will come, right? But why should we worry when we have God? Number two. Embrace the grace. I love that. When I heard that, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I can't put that on a shirt or something. No, grace is this. Okay, if you don't know what grace really is, grace is this. We don't deserve a thing, and God gives it anyway. Okay? Eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ. He gave us that. We're told our entire lives we need to earn everything. And maybe that's true here on earth, but we could not earn eternal life. We can't do it. We can't work to eternal life. So guess who showed up to save us? You know who? God. God himself. Embrace this. Embrace the fact that God loves you so, so much and like an unfathomable amount that he gives us grace every day. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. We don't have to prove anything to God. His grace is sufficient for all of us. We don't have to be the best of the best. We don't have to have a good day every single day. We don't have to be aiming for success here on earth. Quote unquote success. That stuff doesn't matter. God's grace, he gave to us freely. And it's enough. It's sufficient enough for all of us. So embrace the grace. And finally, number one, if you're walking through a storm right now, if you're riding in a storm in a boat, right, and it's things are crazy in your life right now, and things are just kind of, all these negative things keep happening to you, think of this. Think eternally. Now, I mentioned this in a recent sermon that we'll post for you folks as well, so you can listen to it. But this is important, and this kind of goes hand in hand with number five, okay? But these issues, this pain, this worry, the negativity of situations today are not eternal. They will not last forever. And even though the pain of things can can linger around for a while, we need to learn that we'll be heading back home one day when Jesus returns. Think of heaven, okay? Think of heaven. Read the Bible about heaven. Jesus wouldn't have come to earth to tell us about it if he didn't think we would love it, okay? He, would, he was so excited to show us what heaven is like. He's still so excited to show us what heaven is like. There's so many joyful things on earth that we're like, oh my gosh, that was the best time of my life, the best thing I've ever done, or best scenery I've ever seen or whatever in it it's not even close to heaven and Jesus wouldn't have come here to die on a cross and resurrect for us if heaven wasn't that great okay think eternally then you will live eternally now this one's used a lot but I'm going to use it again here Revelation 21 4 says this he will wipe every tear from their eyes there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain For the old order of things has passed away. Now, it hasn't happened yet, and that's okay. 
Because you know what? There's so many people on earth here that God also wants to experience heaven. Yeah, we can think a little selfishly and be like, well, I know Jesus Christ, take me home now. But you know what? God hasn't come back yet. You're still here. Jesus still wants everybody in heaven with him. We need to go out and tell people of the good news of Jesus Christ. Listen, Jesus loves you. This pain today will be gone. He came to earth for all of us. He spilled his blood and let his own life go. And then he resurrected to conquer death for all people. So please don't forget that. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever you might go through in the future, the things that I went through this past week and in my family and and people around us, it all came to pass. Even though there's some lingering things that are rough, that's okay. Think eternally. All these things hopefully will help you be thankful for what we have, what we do have. We have the resurrection. We have that. That is what Christianity is based on. Jesus the Christ. It's not anything else but the resurrection. That's what we base our faith on. So your question today is, what and or who are you thankful for today? I want to thank you all. I love you. I do. And I know Jesus loves you. We're here for a reason. And things might be going crazy right now, even in the world. I mean, the world is is nuts as I speak right now. But honestly, things will pass, right? Things will pass away. So in the meantime, we can enjoy the worldly things, okay? That was number five. Enjoy the worldly things, but don't put your full faith and hope into those things, okay? No mercy. Practice mercy because Jesus and, and God has been merciful to us. So do that for others. Even have mercy on yourself. Don't forget that. And then look around at all the great things that are in your life, all the beautiful things that are in your life, all the good that happened today or this week or this month, and embrace the grace, right? Embrace the fact that, hey, okay, we don't deserve anything, but we were given it freely by God. And then finally, this will all lead for us to think eternally. Think eternally, which then makes us live eternally. I would love to pray over every single one of you. I would love to hear from you. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, please reach out to us. We're willing to chat with you and email you back and forth. We love you all once again. If you could take your prayer posture, if it's safe to do so, let's do so and let's talk to our creator. Our Father who is in heaven, holy be your name. You love us so much you never will forsake us. And Lord God, even though we ride through some storms here because of either things that we've been put into out of our control, things that we put ourselves into, things that you've allowed to happen, Father, we will rejoice in the pain. We'll remember all these things to to know that heaven is real and that we're going to heaven because we believe in your son who died on the cross for us and then resurrected to conquer that death for all of us that we can lay our sins our worry our fears our anger our frustration all the other things that are not fruits of the spirit we can lay at his feet father please continue to guide us every single day to remember these things to know that yes we are in debt to you but You've paid that debt and that we should just forgive everybody of their debts against us and that we can continuously go forth and spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ to the whole world. 
And we ask that you lead us away from the temptations that make us forget to think eternally and live eternally. And make us forget about mercy and grace that you've given us so that we can give that freely as well. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. And we ask all this in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen.